0: Hello and welcome to the Taylor's Tales podcast. This is Chris's Corner. I'm your host, Chris Taylor, and I am back this week with an episode that I've been wanting to record for a while, but I wasn't sure um, how it would come across, how I would get it, but I just thought I'm going to jump right in. I'm going to do it and I'm going to see how it turns out. It's an episode on my fitness journey so far, uh, and it's something that I find fascinating, how going from one point in your life where you, you do one thing uh for me before 2015 i didn't i did like minimal uh like exercise in my free time uh to 2018 where i introduced weightlifting to to now where i i work out every single day in 2021 and it can be any sort of exercise but i'm just going to start off the podcast by saying i don't say this very often i did say this on the first podcast uh, I'm not somebody who knows what I'm talking about when it comes down to these sort of things. So take it with a pinch of salt, please do. Uh, you, I'm hoping you don't take me too seriously in the first place. I try not to myself. <laughs> so, the point being is, I'm not a doctor. I'm not anything like this. This is just my experience that I've gone through and something that um, I've truly enjoyed and I still love to this day and has changed my life for the better. So, starting off, well, for me, the the timeline of fitness is good to address. So um, going from someone who didn't, who just ran, basically, I, I ran a lot starting in 2015. I got inspired by Casey Neistat um, back in that period of time when he was all over the internet blowing up and his running really inspired me. And I was like, I need to do that. And from around 2015 to 2018, I was just running all the time, just trying to get in as many miles as I could and try and just, I thought that running like would would make me uh, to the shape that I wanted to be. Um, I thought that running was gonna make me muscular. I thought running was gonna just keep me on, on the fitness route and I could eat whatever I wanted and I could just do whatever I wanted in every other part of my life. Um, and that's just not the case. You just can't do one type of sport or exercise and expect to gain a, a muscular physique from that. Because that's what I wanted. I wanted a muscular physique. I wanted to um, feel confident in my own skin, which we'll, we'll talk about is that's what I wanted. I don't necessarily think that's for everyone i think the mental clarity that's something for everybody is the ability to exercise clear your mind of all the, the stuff that's going on up here because that's a consistent thing if you're going in for instance for a, either in university or a nine to five job you're gonna be hit with a continuous drone of just going uh of work and even if you're doing any other job there is this consistency of what you've got to put in day in day out and the importance of taking just an hour out of your day to go do something active and be outside, for instance, or in the gym or or whatever you're doing to be able to to move about. It's super important. So there is that. I'm also going to quickly mention as well, my timeline. Right. It's a long period of time. It's taking me a long period of time to get to where I am. We're now in 2021. Um, I started running in 2015 that's six years so to get from 2015 to now to be able to where running half marathons isn't a problem for me uh, and running full marathons is while it's a pain in the ass and it sucks (laughs) because I'm not going to glorify it It sucks I can still do it that's the point you know in good time no (laughs) no I can't not the moment but the point being is is that it takes a long period of time to be able to get what you want to get. It's not just an instant fix, um, and that's something that when I was I remember when I was sixteen or seventeen, I used to watch those like ten minute ab videos where you you know Mike Chang used to be like, do this ten minute ab exercises and you'll get abs. And I was like, yes. The problem with that is you do get abs, you just like your the rest of your body is just in, not equal. So you've got abs, but there's nothing else to you. You got no chest, no shoulders, no arms, no no legs. You just um, you just got some a six pack and that's it. So the the journey that I've gone on has has taught me a lot of things along the way. So time frame is everything. Give yourself time. Give yourself some sort of goals in mind. So don't think to yourself, I'm gonna get shredded like this guy online or i'm gonna or or i'm if you're a girl and you're thinking i'm gonna get massive uh, like bum uh and you know squat all the time and do loads of don't try and get a goal that's sustainable and something that's actually going to provide you with happiness like fair enough looks are great like i can promise you like you'll feel confident when you see yourself but that's genuinely what doesn't you know, that's a, that's an after effect. I think the person who really inspired me to begin with when I, when I was watching Casey was that he was doing it, not, not to, you know, get lean or get some sort of prize out of it. He was doing it just because, because he loved it. And also because the passion that he had for, for running made me think to myself, like, wow, I want to do that too. I want to feel that passion. And I can tell you now, as soon as I started, I just couldn't stop. It's this incessant need to want to run and also to lift weights. It wasn't until 2018 that I discovered that I wanted to lift weights and I wanted to change the person, what I looked like in the mirror, basically. And although I've, you know, it sounds kind of hypocritical, Chris, you're saying don't look at the, don't have the end result in your mind all the time you got to have this want to be able to clear your clear mind, number one, get some mental clarity and some mental health out of working out. But also, don't just think the the looks, but at the same time, I understand if you're trying to lose weight, you are trying to be a healthier person. And if you are trying to, for instance, not feel self confident all the time, I totally get that. That's you know, that's killer. And I'm going to reiterate again, this, this podcast is coming from somebody who's been all over the place, um, you know, and that's, it's important to stress that. So I'm just going to crack on, crack on with it. So first, uh, second thing I'm going to say, don't cheat. <laughs> and you may wonder what I mean by that. I think it's quite self-explanatory. Don't take steroids. Don't take drugs. Don't take anything. If you're, I'm three years in, right, into weightlifting and, and six years into running. But you don't get your genetic peak until you've got putting in you know they they estimate in the scientific community it's something like five to six years so you have to put five to six years in of work before you physically see like your genetic peak um as they would call it and it's the same with your mental sort of progress as, as a human being uh, i think it was dr um oh, who, who was it <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Drew, that was it. Dr. Drew, because I'm a fan of your mum's house podcast. And he was saying that the average human brain can actually, or in, in the male case, um, can grow and proceed to develop all the way up until 28 years old. So I'm not even like, progr- like mentally, if there was a drug for like, you know, taking drugs for your brain, there would certainly be people taking it out there to be able to better themselves in the world. Um, And I think the same thing can be applied for um, bodies like don't take steroids, don't take SARMs, any performance enhancing drugs when you're just starting out or even, you know what, I'm just going to put out there. Don't take it unless you're a professional bodybuilder, because destroying your endocrine system and basically getting hair loss and all of the other side effects isn't worth it. I've seen other people do it. I've seen what it does to people. It's also it's kind of like, I feel like it's the same as people who do tax evasion. It's just like, if you're okay with that, you're also okay with many other things that you're happy to sort of walk around the guidelines. So I'm stressing that. Um, I personally have not a vendetta I get it, but I'm, I'm going to point to Goggins here uh, up in the top left because his mentality is that of somebody who would look down upon it. And I also look down upon it. So we stre- I, I stress that on this podcast as well. Don't cheat. Um, how did I get into fitness and weightlifting? Well, speaking of Goggins, 2018, as I've had, I've stressed that point. I was in my second year of university. I didn't realize what I'd done to myself, basically through drinking, not exercising enough, just first year I drank a lot. Second year I was studying a lot. So I was eating foods that were just making me, you know, happy. As What I call happy, like lots of bagels, lots of easy foods to make, lots of pasta bakes, stuff like that. Lots of, um, I think I had a salmon dish as well, where I like put loads of cream and stuff in there. So basically stuff that tasted good without really realizing how many calories I was putting in my body and how little exercise I was getting. I was basically sat at a desk all day um, coding. And that's something we'll get onto later, the sedentary job and the mix of exercise and working out and the ability to combine the two of them and make it a better lifestyle. So 2018, I listened to, it was either the 2017, the original Goggins podcast, or it was the second time he appeared on Joe Rogan's podcast. One of the two. I heard it in 2018 and I'd heard it before, but I hadn't really got it into my head. In 2017, I'd met a couple of guys uh, at Fujitsu who are really into weightlifting, and they were talking about it, and I was kind of hesitant to begin with because I was I always associated weightlifting and the gym with like that sort of jockey slash, you know, negative connotation of manhood. Um, and I was totally wrong. Just straight putting it straight out that it's completely I don't believe that at all anymore. The gym is a place where people go to better themselves. So I had this misinformed sort of view on the gym and weightlifting, and these guys corrected me. And when I went into my second year of university, I was like, it it got to, I I think I was near the end of the second year. And I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, I'm not happy with this. Um, and I heard Goggins and I was like, it's not, he, he was like saying he went from 300 pounds and he got all the way down to 185 within the space of like three months. And I thought to myself, well, if he can do that, then I can just shed a little bit of that skinny fat stuff. Uh, and so I started doing like calisthenics in my bedroom of my apartment because I wasn't confident enough to, to go to the gym. And at the time, I just wanted to focus on my studies and it got to the end of that year. And I came down to my parents had moved to Dorset in 2017. And so for the summer, I stayed here and I promised myself that in that summer, I was just going to focus on bettering myself. So I was going to practice coding. I was going to work out a lot and I was going to really just all round focus on, on being a better person and what I did was I was working out every single day. I was eating healthy foods. I was making sure that what I was putting in my body didn't outweigh the amount of exercise I was doing. Looking back on it as well, it was a great foundation to create because I also introduced yoga into my routine. So I was stretching a lot. So the amount of running, the I, I would do two a days. So I would work out twice a day. I'd put some cardio in there and I'd do weightlifting in the morning and then cardio in the evening. And I would also stretch as well because it was a summer I wasn't working I'd saved up enough money to be able to uh, get me through the summer and then also um, prepare me for my placement year which I was about to embark on in the third year placement year for you Americans or anyone who's listening abroad is basically within a university degree you go and work for a year in your field so in my field I was going to go do uh, coding for a year um, for a pharmaceutical company and when I did that I wanted to I wanted to go into some I wanted to come out of summer and just feel positive and I did I did you know the standard stuff I did press-ups sit-ups I bought myself some uh, dumbbells very light stuff nothing serious I think they were all like it was I started at like 10 15 kg and was just doing very basic stuff with with that like I was doing air squats and you shouldn't look down on air squats by the way air squats are great um, people who You know, if you're an intermediate or you're advanced, a lot of that area, people always think, Oh, yeah, you've got to squat heavy, man. You gotta squat heavy. And that's not the case. You can get a good physique by doing calisthenics and just working from home as the pandemic has proven, but we'll get into that later. So I built this foundation, and for me it was really enlightening. I was in, it was sunny outside. So I'd be pouring with sweat. I'd be doing bicep curls, all the basic stuff, all the beginner's stuff. Um, and it was good because I was running. I would say if, if there was one thing to change, I would have kept track of my calories. I didn't like understand at that time that I needed to increase my protein. I needed to look after the amount of sugar I was eating, the amount of fruit, all of those things. I wasn't fully there yet, but I was walking more, I was doing more active stuff. So I was just starting and getting that in there. And for those who are just starting, it's fascinating to see the immediate effect of how what the sort of results have on your mind. Because you get rid of anger, you remove um, any stress you have in you. You, I mean, Goggins, I quote this all the time evil can't stand a 10 mile run. He says he says that multiple times in the podcast. He's right. You do a ten mile run. I can tell you right now, you're not going to feel the same anger you did beforehand. And I use it as a tool for somebody who, like me, I'm not like I don't show my anger to people, and and that's a problem because that can be like I'm pleasing people a lot of the time. I'm not trying to do that, but it is also, you know, you you internalize it, and you shouldn't do that. And what I've done is basically use my exercise as a tool to be able to externalize my anger and my emotions that I don't want to get out of control so there's a plus point mental health as well you're gonna be able to feel so much more in control of who you are as a person so that was we're talking May 2018 all the way up until I would say September 2018 I was doing these home workouts. I was running a lot. I was just. I think I started out um, doing all this. Uh, I went to visit my aunt in Reading, and I started doing sit-ups in her living room. And I was. I was just. I was like, I'm going to start now, and it was that ability to say, I'm going to start now, that I think hit the switch, and the ability to be continue that. It's like when you start learning a new language, the moment you stop, the day you stop, that you say you take a day off, is the moment that you can fall very easily into plateauing or just giving up. So that initial phase of building that foundation of workout routines and just getting into the habit of working out in any capacity, uh, even if you're doing... Just light exercise is so important, and it for me, it, I've kept it up till this day. So, I then went into my placement year, and from around September all the way up until April, sorry, March of twenty nineteen. So September twenty eighteen to March twenty nineteen, I was hitting the gym hard. This is where I was cutting, and I was also putting on muscle. But I wasn't, again, I wasn't totally aware of what I was doing to myself. I I was getting very lean, very fast because of the amount of cardio I was doing. I was doing, what I would do is I'd run run three times a week. I think I was putting in quite a few miles, minimum of around 20 miles a week. Then I was also working out in the gym five times a week. And I'd only have Saturdays where I would... Go for a, I'd, I'd do a ab workout in the morning and then I'd uh, go for a walk in the afternoon. And that was my only sort of what you class as rest day, but I was still doing activity. And it was in the gym, I was hitting after every workout, I was doing at least 10 minutes of either on the rower, some sort of form of cardio. So I was doing super amounts of cardio combined with my muscle building. And I think my muscle building stuff kind of took a little bit of a hit because I would get super tired. Sometimes I would get headaches and it was because I was just destroying my body. It went from like doing light home workouts to lifting weights, doing deadlifts, squats, all of these heavy movements. And it took a toll. So by the time I got to March 2019 I think I got quite a few injuries um, especially through stress fractures from running Um, I was also doing football as well at this time so I joined a football team and that was a massive mistake on my part because I was doing running working out and then also doing a team sport where I couldn't give my all because I realized because it would. now that I look back I just wasn't giving myself enough rest time I was just I was getting after it all the time. And I was, uh, yeah, it was it was destroying my body a little bit. So you may have been wondering what happened in after March 2019. Well, I went on holiday for three weeks and I basically <laughs> let my body reset. And that was really important. That was a period of time where I went on holiday, enjoyed myself, well, you know, all the the good things. I went abroad and I've talked about that. From from that period, I came back and I was like, oh, man, I'm I'm thin, man. I'm well not. I, I was lean, but I didn't I didn't feel like I was muscular enough. I didn't feel like I had enough muscle in my body. So I made the big mistake of thinking that I needed to bulk and I needed to put on weight. Problem with that is I went from one extreme to another. I didn't know how many calories I was taking in at the time of the beginner phase from all the way from the home workouts all the way through to march 2019 had no idea what i was eating all i knew at the time it was low carb so i was eating keto and at the same time i was trying to keep my protein in and i was like having a protein shake every single day to make sure that i did that however although it worked when i got to march 2019 i did i was like i was really lean i had a lot of just like I saw my abs, all of these things, all the things I wanted to see was, was good. Like my face lost a lot of weight as well. Um, and for, gut, for someone like me, I've baby face, you know, I'm very aware of it. And while it suit, suits me for, for semi-immortality, it also, it, you know, when you get chubbier, it also gets like redder and all these things, all the negatives that you associate with baby face. It's not not good sometimes. And the ability to shed that was great. Problem was I went from cutting to bulking and I didn't have any middle ground. I didn't uh, do the maintenance calories. I didn't figure out what I needed to do uh, to get to that point. I think I weighed around 80 kilograms at the time, something along those lines, 79, 80 kg. I'd gone from around 76, um, 77, 76 kg to 79, so around a 3 kg three three kg difference again don't quote me on that because i don't have these things written down i'm just trying to base it off memory because again i didn't keep a track of these things i didn't weigh myself i didn't do all the good things that i'm doing now where i'm keeping a track of my body fat and of my routine for future reference to be able to understand the mistakes because there's a lot of mistakes now as there were then and i will look back on this video one day and think to myself what was i doing you know and that's a good thing because that's how we move forward the next thing that i did was i went from not knowing any calories to discovering my fitness pal and being like i need to eat 3000 calories i need to be eating huge amounts of protein and i was eating protein bars. I was eating like, even though it was clean eating, I wasn't eating, I wasn't doing a dirty book. I didn't like eat bad foods. I ate lots of fruit and vegetables, but I also ate a lot of food in general. I did increase my carbohydrates and I put on a lot of weight fast. So I went from like 79, 80 kg all the way up until I think I went to, it was around 84 kilograms. And a lot of that was fat. I'm not going to even lie to you. It, was, it wasn't like I did put on some muscle and I did see my weights increase, but it wasn't a healthy way of doing it. I would have gone from zero to 100 really fast. Um, you know, the phrase zero to 100 real quick. It was true. And it's not good for you, not great for my system. And I just remember having protein farts and <laughs> just not feeling healthy. I just felt like I was eating too much all the time I felt sick I was like I went to the gym and it felt like my only alleviation was putting an energy expenditure you know what was even worse was that I was minimizing my cardio as well so I went on this bulk and I was like I don't I shouldn't be I I don't need to be doing um, cardio either I was like I'm doing enough work in the gym and I made that mistake as well and so I'd minimized my cardio and I'd slowed down the amount of running I've been doing not great all of these mistakes i'm hoping you the listener will be like okay i'm not going to do that i am going to do my cardio if i want to put on a little bit of weight i'm only going to increase my calories by like 100 calories nothing serious i went the worst possible way but this is good because it's a it's a learning lesson for me personally and also for future people to learn from and so i went from 3000 i'd realized i got to 84 kg by august and I was like, this is just not where I wanna be. Not great. And I was gonna go back into university in September. And so I turned it around. I was like, right, I'm gonna keep track of my, I'm gonna go down to maintenance. That's what I did. I went down to around 2,300, 2,200. And so I'd, I, I did that for the entirety of winter, basically. I did that all the way up until around, I wanna say, january time but yeah it was it was uh it felt a little bit samey because i but i also stressed on myself i was can i was consistently working out but i was also thinking i can't live without the gym uh, and i think you can all see where this is going uh, and the timeline that i'm sort of setting up at the moment <laughs> and so i was hitting the gym I went through this bulking phase I'd done it I'd got to this intermediate area and I'd got to March 2020 and I was doing a lot of work I was doing a part-time remote role for my company I'd got a remote job and then I'd was also doing my degree and then I was also trying to put on like muscle and also stay lean and I'd put on a little bit of weight, I got down to a thinner, I wasn't lean, lean, I was at a very easy thing, easy to maintain while I was at university. And I felt heavier than I should have been. And it was a perfect thing to, well, even though COVID is an absolute awful thing to happen, there's a lot of things that have happened that I'm going to really learn from and have actually taught me a lot during this period of time that I'm going to take into post COVID and into normal life. And one of those things was learning that you don't need the gym all the time and that I love it and I do miss it. But I you can also get a good physique, something you can be proud of by getting yourself a few dumbbells, getting yourself some resistant bands and working out from home. So in March, 2020, I was weighing around 90 kg. So you can see what's happened there. I've gone from how, Chris, how the hell did you go from 84 kg to 90 kg well if you do maintenance calories there's also a problem there is that for me personally I'm the type of person who would record my calories but I was doing inaccurate measurements I wasn't recording certain things I was having like in my um I'd have like a protein porridge in the mar- morning and I'd put peanut butter in it and I was like saying it's 30 grams of peanut butter but the truth is it was a full tablespoon so it was like... 50 to 60 grams of peanut butter which is something like five. you know it can hit up to three or four hundred calories just in that amount of peanut butter so high calories I wasn't realizing that actually I probably wasn't eating 2200 I was probably hitting more like 2500 2600 and it wasn't as clean as I wanted to keep it and it also wasn't as restrictive my you know me and my flatmates we'd go get donuts sometimes i loved it you know i had a great time i'm not knocking it i'd have beers i'd do stuff and i wasn't being really sort of you know i wasn't sticking to my diet and it was third year and i was like you know third years once i'm out i'm out and the good thing was when i came here to to my parent home I basically forced myself to work out from home and also forced myself to adhere to a stricter diet. And so I realized that in order to knock off some calories and get lean again. So I went into my second cut of my life, basically, where the first cut led to not maintaining a lot of muscle and getting really lean. This time around, I went from, you know, realizing that I maintenance and, and bulking led to me getting putting on fat and yes putting on some muscle but at the end of the day um, not feeling confident in in what I'd done and also even though I was lifting heavier in the gym it was like what was the point It, it was an ego I was building through that and so I had to take myself down a notch and realizing that I'm not above home workouts I'm not above uh, doing HIIT cardio, I'm not above doing cardio in the first place, or running, or anything like those so zones. I needed to take a reality reality check, and so I've I implemented. I went from in in my first beginning year of doing you know that standard five day split of doing one one body part per day. I then went into my second year of like working out, and I started doing a mixture. I think I did something along the lines of either a push pull legs, or I would do a full body. So it went from, yeah, I think I think I did a full body because I looked at Jeff Nippard's videos and was like, ah, oh, this is awesome, full body. I, I do full body every day, and it means that I can lift heavier on each of these body parts and not feel the repercussions. And although those, this you know didn't I didn't really see the difference and it wasn't until I did what I'm doing now where I'm doing four days of weightlifting and it which covers my entire body twice over um that I realized that oh train less weights and do cardio as well and do active movements and active muscle building when you're doing that cardio so doing HIIT workouts yoga and running and not just doing one thing to avoid injury so the timeline was all the way up until march i started getting into home workouts because i was forced to because of covid like the, like the rest of the world and it made me realize like damn how am i going to how am i going to get into to that physique that i wanted and how am i going to you know continue putting on muscle and being able to go down this three year journey and be proud of myself by the end of it. Well, I thought, why don't I just continue with this regime, be consistent, and, you know, really track my calories and find foods that are not going to make me feel, you know, hungry or really need sugar. Because that was the problem with keto for me, was that I was just wanting carbs. I was just looking at, like, bread and bagels and donuts and pizza and be like I really want those things and that's the problem there wasn't any consistency there so diet and working out go hand in hand you have to find something that you enjoy so for instance one of the the first things that I found in in around April 2020 was uh, making my homemade protein banana pancakes and they were a great foundation to start of finding recipes and foods that you can do on a regular basis that are good ways to build muscle like muscle foods but also lower in calories and higher in volume they're going to make you full and aren't going to make you feel like you need to eat loads of sweets at the end of the day or some sort of like junk food and then there's also the ability to balance that out by having a cheap meal and having some sort of like refeed day where you increase your carbohydrates And you increase, like you have some sweets or you have some sort of treat uh, to be able to make yourself have some sanity, but also to make you have that increased glycogen for a really good workout for the next day. And so that's something that I've discovered uh, that balance is there as well. And so it's really, I just find it so interesting. I've just basically summed up, what is it? 35 minutes of me talking about this. And I've basically summed up the past three years uh, in one word and that is consistency and I know everyone hears that they're like oh just be consistent it's like no be consistent in finding stuff you love to do find exercises you love to do find stuff that you really enjoy doing find an activity you really enjoy doing and stick to it don't do like two hour workouts, get absolutely wrecked and then be like, I've got to do it again in a day's time. No. <laughs> you want to be looking forward to your workouts. You want to be looking forward to your exercise. And if that's football, volleyball, whatever you want, like I could name every sort of sport there is. If you, if you do it as your cardio and then you also do some sort of, you know, muscle building for resistance training, I should call it resistance training because that adheres to not just weightlifting but also calisthenics and everything. By doing that as well, you also allow yourself to have some real um change in your life and feel pretty fantastic about it as well at the end of the day. I mean these legs they didn't get this big for no reason. No, I'm just <laughs> no it's no on, on on one scale I am very lucky genetically um, because I, ge- I can get abs. Um, my parents both were able to when they were my age. And I'm also, I have wider shoulders, so that helps as well. And my legs are quite big and I'm, I'm lucky in that sense for for a guy. So so I am not complaining in any way, shape or form. I have been given very, um, I've been given genetics that really helped me in the departments that I want to be helped in. And it's just lucky enough. If I was going to complain about one thing, it's my my uh, my biceps um my triceps are very you know i'm i'm proud of those they're they're pretty cool but uh yeah my biceps are the uh, thing that is kind of lacking a little bit um over the past year i've actually been able to develop my chest a lot like i didn't realize I know this sounds really stupid, but I didn't realize what push-ups could do to your chest. Like, I know, I know. (laughs) You're like Chris. That's the most basic chest movement there is. And I I genuinely, when I was first starting out, I was like, push-ups are hell. I used to think push-ups were just like, they just wouldn't. They're not good enough to be able to get my chest to the to the size I wanted to do. But even right now, like, yeah, I get it. My chest isn't isn't like you know, like one of those fitness YouTubers. But at the same time, it's like, oh yeah, this is great for me. This is like, this is the, the right size for somebody my size. I'm a, I'm currently 85 kg. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Just up and down, up and down. And this is 85 kg where I'm happy. Like, I'm like, yes, this is a maintainable physique. This is something I can do from home. So I, ha- I don't have access to a gym. All I've got is some resistance bands and some dumbbells. And the dumbbells, I think the maximum I've got weight wise, it's just the one massive dumbbell and then another one, which is a little bit lighter. And I think it's like 22.5 kg, you know, that's nothing, you know, some, you know, you can do, it's nothing to brag about at all. You know, I do air squats, I do um, body weight calf raises, I do um, lunges, just body weight as well my legs and i do a lot of running it's just, i'm lucky where my legs are getting a lot of work from cardio as well so there's that abs i do four times a week i do chest uh twice a week well depending because i also do press-ups four times a week as well so that hits the chest to, a, to an extent um and i basically have this four days where i do chest back and biceps and abs one day, and then I do triceps, um, shoulders, legs, and abs on the other day, and then I'm doing three cardio sessions the other three days. Um, most of the time, it's either doing Goggin one of Goggin's workouts at the moment, a 45 minute one that he did on Instagram a while ago in Australia. I think it was recorded in like 2019 or something on those lines, and uh, I've got it on my laptop, and I just play it back uh, to to do it. It's crazy workout i love it um the amount he does star jumps for 10 minutes (laughs) i know 10 minutes you may be thinking chris 10 minutes that's that's not that bad no he doesn't take any breaks there's no breaks it's 10 10 minutes of star butt jump straight uh and then he goes from star jumps for 10 minutes into star jumps with press ups so you do 10 star jumps 10 on a count so he does like one pause do as many star as you can Two as many star until you get to the count of 10 and then you do 10 press-ups and then you continue to do that for five minutes. And it's just a cycle of that for 45 minutes of different other exercises, like sit-ups for 110 times, um, lunges for like 300 times. It's just consistent repetition, like high reps. And even though it's body weight, it's just a destroyer on on you for cardio and muscle building. It's great. It's great combo. So uh, Goggins' idea of like, there's no, you can't make any excuses because even if you don't have the dumbbells and resistant bands that I've talked about, you can do a Goggins workout, you will build muscle and you will get lean because uh, that man has very little body fat on him uh, through running, through doing stretching and through Doing his cardio sessions, his um hit sessions slash muscle building sessions. Because I don't think he's in the gym all the time. I think he's similar, where he does like four. he does four workouts of muscle building, and then he does cardio like me, where he's doing. It, and, and he works out twice, twice a day minimum, and then he does also his stretching for two hours. I'm not stretching for two hours. I'm sorry, I can't. <laughs> it's not that I can't. It's that I won't. That's a big thing. You got to get that mental clarity. Like sometimes people use excuses as a way they say they can't do something No, you can't it's not that you can't do something it's you won't do something there's obviously crazy things like you're not going to go like lift 600 pounds and squat stuff like that but there's that mentality of the basic stuff like oh yeah three mile run i can't do a three mile run it's too hard no it's that you're getting in your head you know um so is their mentality of continuously you know as i've said before consistency that want, that need to get back in there. And Jocko Willink has a great thing. Like every day, he posts a picture of his watch where he's up at three or four o'clock in the morning, kicking ass and taking names. And he's squatting, he's doing row, and he's doing all the things to maintain his, you know, his physique, his size, and it keeps him happy. Like I know it's hard to picture Jocko Willink happy, but it's also like something he talks about where it's like keeping him going, and you know. Goggins is the same it's just the same with Joe Rogan same same with anyone who inspires you in, in sort of like the fitness side of things in the world you know and even the some of the fitness YouTubers who are like some of them aren't great role models because they do abuse PDs but there's also the ability to have that consistency in the first place and the ability to adhere to a diet and also to be able to show people that you can maximize your ability to to work out and just perform and look great and all of these things and be happy at the end of the day. I mean, damn, like, come on, like that's, that's awesome. And so there's also something that I'm hoping this podcast gets across. Don't go to the extremes. Don't cut to a certain extreme. Don't bulk to a certain extreme. Keep a track of your calories. Don't think just cause you're hitting maintenance that you should stay, you know, that you're hitting the calories that you should be hitting. Here's something that I haven't mentioned yet that I find seriously important. You will overestimate the amount of calories that you burn in a day. If you're like me and you're sat at a desk all day for your job and you're, don't, you're not getting as a lot of activity, that's sedentary, okay? Even if you're getting a workout in the evening, eliminate that. Don't even think like you're burning calories there, okay? If you're doing a weightlifting session, you're probably burning around 250 to 300 calories at max, okay? Unless you're going for a hit workout and you're going for an insane workout, okay? That's the average. I'm hitting the average there. You need to be hitting those them 10k steps minimum as well every single day. I'm not just talking four days a week. I'm saying hitting them, and there's going to be a lot of people out there who say, Chris what's wrong with you you're telling people not to take rest days you're telling people to work out 7 days a week i know sounds like a little bit of an extreme sounds like a little bit of a you know hip- hypocrisy chris you've been injured a lot of times yes i know but number one i didn't do recovery stretching that's my own fault number two i wasn't eating the right things and number three i wasn't like switching things up for my body keeping on on its toes and making sure that i was doing different exercises, because if you just do the same over and over again, you get repetitive stress injury. And so there's that as well. So I'm gonna stress as well, if you just don't, if you think you're burning calories, right? And you're like, oh yeah, mate, you know, I'm a really active person. I'm gonna put in my macro calculator that I'm an active person. Are you? Are you really? Be honest with yourself. Are you an active person? If your job, for instance, is in an office, I can guarantee you, you're most likely sedentary. Um, and if, from there, you're, you can also, if unless you're working on a building site, you're most likely not burning huge amounts of calories unless you're moving about all the time. If you're in a lab, for instance, you're moving about and you're walking up and down to places, back and forth, back and forth. Like Fair enough, you are active. That's what I'm talking about active. If you're an instructor at a gym, why are you listening to me? <laughs> why are you here? No, um, but seriously, there's the, you know, there's those people who are, who are active. They're, you know, a lot of YouTubers, one thing they don't talk about in their videos is how much activity they're doing. So you're all going to see out there, for instance, I'm not going to lie to you about my calories. You know how many calories I eat? I eat 1,850 a day when I'm doing my sort of like deficit deficit, Um, they, you know, if I go online and look up my maintenance, apparently it's like 2,350 sedentary, right? That doesn't sit. If I was to start eating 2,350 right now, I would put on weight, not even, not even going to lie. Like straight up. And I've got this great sort of routine at the moment where for instance, on a Friday, I'll have a bag of sweets in the evening. Now, that's going to increase by, you know, that's my calories going up. So, one, what I'm doing is, uh, I think Jeff Nippard did a video on this recently where you uh, do a deficit for five days of the week and then you have increased calories on the weekend. Like that, I do that basically. That's what I do. And that means I'm level, leveling it out. But if I was to, for instance, which is what a lot of people would do, is see the, oh, your maintenance is 2,300 ah, oh, you know, I'm going to eat that to, to maintain my 85 kg. But the truth is, is your weight will fluctuate, 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 yeah, fluctuate throughout the week, um, either through exercise, decrease or increase through food in, in types of food you're eating. And then also, like, it could just be a bad day. You could just be having a bad day. Like, we all have bad days. Like, fair enough. Like, you don't want to do stuff. It's Okay it's like, you'll see that number and you'll be like, I need to hit that every single day. Problem is, is your body doesn't accommodate to that. It's not every single day you need the same calories. And it's not every single day that you're going to eat the same things or do the same things. But doing that consistency and working out what your you, you, the listener, needs to eat, that's down to you. That's not down to me to tell you the exact calories. I've told you how much I eat. And it works for me. And it's because I'm sedentary job I'm working out from home so I'm not getting that massive amount of calories burning I'm doing running uh, and doing cardio and that that will burn calories but it's it's mainly water you're when you're doing like for me if I go on a 8 mile run tomorrow right and I you know I've eaten some food today where it's like I've increased my calories tomorrow what I'll find is the next day I'll have dropped quite a bit of weight Truth is that a lot of that's water from me sweating out and I sweat a lot. <laughs> and so the truth is my calories the day after, sorry, my weight the day after will go up. So that fluctuation, and it's not like on the Monday, I'm going to eat loads of food. It's not, I'll eat that 1,850 and I'll eat it. And it's going up because my body's like, Oh, now I've got water. And now I've got food and I'm, you know, this is how much I'm wearing now. So it's it's that you've got to be able to do that average workout, how much you're losing, how much, you know, don't always have a weight as a goal. Try and have a general gist of what you want to get down to and just keep a track of what you're looking like. And I know that I've said at the beginning of this podcast, don't do this for the looks, but I can guarantee you that you will change the looks based of what you do. It's better to do this for, for positive reasons, I know, I know it's really bad for saying like, just, I want to look sick, man, I want to look great, you know, man, I'm doing terrible impressions today, but you know what I mean, like the ability to not just do this for selfish reasons, even though this entire thing is selfish and it's self-absorbed, some of it can be positive, and some of it can benefit you in other ways, so I'm just going to cut that a bit, so what I am going to say is this, keep your proteins high, try and really get to know what your body needs calorie wise i'm not going to give an exact amount also try and work out the best exercises for you and get consistent that's it kill it and go out there kick ass and take names that's exactly what i want From there, what I am gonna say is what does the future hold for me? Well, hopefully at some point when I'm in a city, um, I will be able to get back in the gym. I'm looking forward to that, it's gonna be a lot of fun. And as society at the moment is going back into normalcy, I shall rejoin society once that is uh, on the cards. And I'm really looking forward to that as well. I'm going to continue my diet, which I have learned from the pandemic. It's been fantastic, it's taught me a lot. And I'm going to continue to eat the same sort of foods that I've learned from this pandemic. One thing that, you know, I really like my what people call eggy bread here, what people in America call French toast. I love that. I love my protein pancakes. I love just eating um, some a chicken. When I say a chicken salad, what I do mean is a, a burrito bowl like a, 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 a chipotle burrito bowl that i've homemade which is great where i take half fat cheddar cheese and do 100 grams of that with 300 grams of chicken 100 grams of baby leaf lettuce and some kid and 100 grams of kidney beans and it's a killer combo and it's something like i think it's 120 grams of protein in that bowl and you're just like whoa that's a lot and it fills you up it's great i love it and eat my greek yogurt with my raspberries and my apples in the evening i love it and uh, maybe i have a sneaky brownie with it you never know uh, <laughs> again hypocrisy their name is chris okay just remember that uh <laughs> terrible terrible but if, the, if you forget as i've said those four things i said earlier consistency is the main thing but also just enjoy it just enjoy your life you know Have fun with it. I love doing this. I'm never going to stop. I'm hoping that I'm going to be that 70-year-old man who's about to pass away and just be like, yeah, nailed it. (laughs) One. (laughs) And it's about the journey at the end of the day. I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't be in the shape I am today if I hadn't learned all of those silly mistakes along the way. And even though there's some things I wish I could change, you can't, you just look at them, you reflect, you move forward. And that's how it goes. And you become a stronger person along the way. And I hope you become a stronger person along the way. And that's all I hope for. No negatives, only positives. So perfect place to end. This has been a Taylor's Tales podcast. This has been Chris's Corner. I'm your host, Chris Taylor. As always, I'll see you next week.